Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I am Ash. I am joined by my lovely co-podcasters, Jimin. Hello, hello, hello. And Nat. Hi. And we are back for another episode. Some more comebacks. Some more of our favorite news stories. And I just would like to know how you guys have been doing in the past week or so since we've been away. It's only been a week. Okay. Well, I feel like it's been more than that. But <laughs> it might be like a couple weeks or a week and a half or whatever. Time has no meaning anymore. I've been, you know, living my life. Nat has also been living her life. Nat. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, no, I mean, I is here. I mean, I'm on the internet. You guys know where to find me. It's fine. <laughs> well, I think we should do a poll. I think we should do a poll. Okay. Because this is something that I I, I want to know. Because I'm assuming that our listeners, if you listen to us, you probably also consume other type of media that comes from East Asia. And mm-hmm. so I would like to ask our listeners... On a scale of one to four, four being flawless masterpiece, absolute cinema, and one being garbage, terrible, never do it again. How would you rate the One Piece live action? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, so just know that whatever you rate it, Nat will be influenced by that. So, uh, be honest. yeah, let us know if you guys like out of one. If it's one to four, that's great because you get four options on the poll. On Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I've heard only good things about it. Obviously, they're mostly from people who've never watched One Piece. So, if you guys have watched One Piece, let us know and let us know your rating because I'm interested in that. Because you know, these anime fans be gatekeeping everything, and they think that they're like, I know everything because I read the manga and I know what volume they this character said this in, and it's like it's not even that serious. Okay, guys, like let people like you should like it you should like that other people like the things that you like you know what i mean without coercing them of course <laughs> yeah like i um, honestly you don't want me to start ranting on anime fans because yeah just like let us let people like what they like and and people who are um you know very new to it let them be okay with that because some of y'all be doing the most and yet y'all be watching seven deadly sins on netflix like we can't see you out here in the open watching that trash show so stop playing with me I love Seven mm-hmm. Deadly Sins. <laughs> oh, so this is what we're talking about right here. Anime no. Sins watching Seven Deadly Sins. That show is tr- is really nasty. I'm sorry. That it is problematic. The first time I watched it, I was like, "What is this?" And me, and my because me, and my one of my mutuals on Twitter, like who are into anime, they're like, "Oh, you should watch this." Like, okay, so we, I was watching it. I'm like, I think this person should go to jail. And they're like, it's true, but you should still continue watching it. And I did. And I honestly fell in love with like the story and some of the characters. So I actually am one of those people who really do love it. I mean, I understand why people don't. I totally, 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 totally get it because it's weird. And I don't ship on it if like I, I just I physically cannot ship on that show for many reasons. Uh, but I do love the friendship between Meliodas and Bon and I love like Arthurian legend and stuff like that as well too so that's where they wait, got wait, me wait. Wait. yeah I wanna hold on let me 
On Netflix, right? Yeah. Hold on, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, you're you rushing me, hold on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah, because Meliodas is a, he's a predator. Uh, like, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there's some funny I'm just saying, it. that's just yeah. my, I have very negative re perception of that anime, mostly because of what I know about Meliodas and how, is it a spoiler if I say what happened, the, the, the girl with the silver hair? No, not at all. Okay. No. The way that he treats her, gross. Oh, You've been her since she was a baby. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like a whole reincarnation, blah, 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 blah. But, like... That's how really... mangakas and, like, anime producers, that's how they get around, the, like, the weird lolly implications. Oh, absolutely. And and then on top of that, like, I, I haven't watched any of the... Or read any of the sequel series with their son and, like, Bon and what's-her-face's Elaine's son as well too just because that's even fucking weirder not gonna lie but as i said i love the relationship between bond and meliodas they're like bros for life but and it's different the way that naruto and sasuke are bros for life because naruto and sasuke are clearly like in love with each other and fucking behind their wives back like you can't convince me of anything other than that because of the way that they act on the show but in like seven deadly sins it literally is like a bros for life situation even to the extent mm -hmm. where like there's a joke that like bond is only into blondes because <laughs> Meliodas and Elaine are both blonde. Yeah. But as I said, hey, I totally understand why people don't like it and why people like, you know, have strong feelings about it. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. I'm just saying that I love it for this reason. And I use it as a palate cleanser when I watch a lot of anime like Naruto. I'm going to finish Naruto just now and I'm going to rewatch Seven Deadly Sins just to clear my palate. Because I really do enjoy that show. But yeah. I am very happy for you. I didn't mean to come for you like that. Okay. I, I get it. didn't know that you watched the show. Because if I had known that, it. I wouldn't have been roasted. Well, yes, I would have. But you would have. It's fine. In a nicer way. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing that people don't understand. Is that, like, not everyone's going to like what you like. And for valid reasons. And like literally for that reason. So it's, I it's think fine. I'm more so I, I think I'm more so coming from the I would have said it in a nicer way. Not that I was gonna turn around and like all of a sudden start liking it because that's weird. But yeah. like that's weird to just like something because somebody else does. But anyway, yeah. yeah, please let us know what y'all thought about One Piece live action, especially like like Nat was saying, if you are were familiar with them the anime and the manga, which <laughs> Lord help you if you are, <laughs> that means that you are a very dedicated individual. And you better have the right opinion. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Ash, what did you? What would you rate the One Piece live action one to four? I would, and you can do decimal points. I mean, even though that's cheating because you can't really do that in the poll, but you can. Okay, I would give it three point five. I thought it was very entertaining. It was a little bit goofy at times, but I feel like it captured the the essence of the anime very well. A lot of people I've heard of them, like, have gotten into after watching the movie or moving on to the anime and the manga. So it did its job. <laughs> well, so. while I will not be moving on to the anime and the manga, I'm sorry. I just, a thousand? Really? No, not for me. <laughs> also, I will say I'm not a, the biggest fan of 90s style anime. Like, I and, and because the anime started, literally started in the 90s, I, like... I, literally, I just cannot get over the visual hump. 
I think that's my big problem. That's why I can't watch like Yu Yu Hakusho because I can't get over the visual hump. If that that, that is a classic though. Like I know Yu Yu Hakusho is so good and oh my, you know I'm what? okay with absorbing it through cultural osmosis. I'm okay with that. Actually, I might watch that. Like, I might rewatch that next, though. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, well, what yeah. I've been doing with One Piece is I've I've been watching like those big retrospective videos, like the four hour long videos that'll tell you like the whole story. And I haven't. I really, but I'm like, I, I always stop at the end of the East Blue Saga because I'm like, that's oh. the most that I've watched. And the okay. reason why I always stop there is because I keep debating with myself. Do I want to know what happens next? Like, do I want to know how we get the little skeleton guy with the afro because he looks really cool? I like that character design. Like, that's pretty cool. Do I want to know... get him. Really? Yeah. I mean, I watched when I was watching One Piece. I got up to like maybe in the five hundreds, maybe the six hundreds or something like that, wow. and I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, so, I mean, I might be revisiting it too because I've just, I've, I've actually just come to expect to accept that the unfortunate truth of most mangakas in Japan is that they're gross men. That's true. Um, Wait, let me ask you this. Do you think that if I skip the East Blue Saga, like part of the anime, it'll be, will I be, will I be far enough ahead to get into like the better, like the newer looking animation? Or do you think I'll still be pretty behind? Um, the East Blue is like, what? Let me... Because isn't it like forty episodes is like the East Blue? Then you're. <laughs> I didn't reach the new type of anime, so oh. yeah, you're gonna be very far. I oh was. Oh my god! I was at the part when Luffy was at that prison trying to rescue somebody. I'm not gonna say who because it's a spoiler, but I got way past that. <laughs> like their crew is basically set up to be whatever like by that point by but that it's point. before but it's before the time skip so i want to i want to get to the part where like modern luffy right like he he even looks taller like in the thing and yeah, like because there's a time skip so like they mature like they're like, oh okay yeah, so that's that's why they look like okay. that because even I'm looking at Joy Boy, right? And oh, and yes, I do know a little bit about Joy Boy. But I see that apparently the first appearance wasn't until episode 548. And even Joy Boy looks like the older style of animation. So uh, clearly there's a long way to go. So the East Blue Saga is the first arc. Right. In the anime. So yeah, you would like, let me see. Okay, so I did, I'm looking at like the One Piece arcs right now. Yes. And let me see. Uh, episodes okay, so I, I was Arabasta was where I started looking. Okay, so I actually like I was not in the 500s, I actually was only in the 400s because I was in the no, I watched the Amazon Lily arc, and that's episode 408 to 421. I read, I did watch the Impel oh. Down arc, I watched the Marine Ford arc, I think. And the da, 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 da. wait, so, okay, so I was like that, yeah. So I was in the Marine Ford arc, and that was episodes about like 457 to 489. So I did not hit the post war arc yet, and that's when you get into the 500s. So for me, okay, so you're gonna probably <sighs> let's see, that's ain't Kobe get a glow up. Okay, don't spoil nothing though. For no, real. no, I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. 
there was a two-year jump there though so maybe that's when the anime gets like different maybe one piece wait what's the what's the what's the skeleton's name is his name brooke i can't remember her name okay i honestly cannot remember and then they get that little weird little like dog looking thing uh a chopper (laughs) chopper yeah there you go chopper but chopper comes early chopper is like who's who chopper is like or the skeleton guy Okay, 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 fine, okay. All right, I just want to see their crew get bigger because I love it. I, anyway, like I was saying, despite everything, I haven't watched the anime, I haven't looked at the manga, I've only been absorbing One Piece through cultural osmosis, particularly through watching RDC World and related materials, and now I'm moving on to, like, the video essays and retrospectives. And I still thought it was, like, if we could do decimals, I would also give it, like, like a 3.25 three and a half like that era yeah because it was extremely entertaining and i it's like it doesn't do certain things it's not necessarily exceptional but like i just like the spirit of it like it's really fun and you kind of look forward to like this crew being together so i just really like the spirit yeah yeah i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's a, a fantasy adventure that's literally what it is. It's not about like and the the bonds that you sh- you form along the way and like overturning governments and shit. Like that's those are like those are important obviously to it, but at the heart the root of One Piece is just a fantasy adventure because you're looking yeah. for the One Piece. That is it. Period. But yeah, I I I'm not talking about it here, but like after consuming, you know, all of the big 3 Basically, I it's a very interesting. I I just I don't think Naruto should have been up there in the big three. Sorry guys, but not sorry. Anyways, yeah, we can move on to something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just you just issued a hot take, so let's go. Okay, well now that we got our poll, let's get into the these comebacks and debuts because girl, it's a lot. There's yeah, there's a lot, but I, I'm I'm hoping for quality. Over- I have no hopes. We'll see. But let's start strong with what I'm sure is a money maker. <laughs> Apparently fans are freaking out because this person is not selling as much as Jungkook? the other people in their group. So- Wait, are we being secretive about what song we're listening to? No, we're listening to V's Slow Dancing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Ash was yeah. stand up using code, so Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if we were like directly addressing it. And some people have argued by saying that America is not like R and B as much, which is why okay. well, these R and B music is not hitting. So But yeah. okay, look, how about we listen to it and then we, we see if they are right. Right. Let's go. Let's go. This is definitely the energy of somebody who won't claim his woman, but you know, we move. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Jenny girl. Jenny girl. (laughs) I love how they are. I feel like this is like trying to convince us that V has friends. (laughs) Well, he does. He, he has a whole, like, Korean crew of actors that he's friends with. They even had a Netflix show. They should have been in this, this music Netflix, video. That right. would have been very natural. We know you don't hang out with, we know you don't hang out with this 
diverse group of people. <laughs> right. Him and Bombu resemble so much sometimes. It's like creepy. I feel like I don't think he emotes enough to, to for this to work. Yeah, his I can imagine kind of like monotone. everything above his above his lips just stiff. Oh. As he's singing. Like that's how I picture him. It's not just, yeah, it's not just the music, it's like the attitude, the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. He just like it's kinda of boring. Yeah, it's almost like monotone. It's too monotone. I feel like he's trying to show because he used to always talk about how he loved jazz and France and art and like it's it's kind of coming off like he wants to, this to be like artistic, which you know they do their thing. You know, this is your vibe. This is your vibe. I mean, is this a clarinet? Flute. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. That's definitely not a flute. <laughs> Actually, I lied. I don't know. <laughs> making stuff up it do sound like squidward though so it probably is a clarinet yeah it sounds like a clarinet but i i just feel like oh my god is that all the rest of the song is what is this <laughs> i actually kind of like it like I, I feel like it's a break from you know everything else but then you you hire like what's that guy's name who used to do the saxophone and like oh michael time? michael no not michael Bolton. no he's the one who sang the song actual real puppy yeah video. kenny kenny g you yeah. hired kenny g oh kenny to, g to do the, yeah to do the the saxophone at the end of your song because that's what people in the 80s and the early 90s did right like tony braxton how can an angel break my heart basically everything by michael bolton said i loved you but i lied Love that was kenny g no, that was Michael Bolton. Oh. Kenny, no, Kenny no, I'm talking, about, on, I'm talking about Kenny G. Was he on the clarinet in those songs? No, no, he was playing the saxophone in like no. every 80s song, basically. Oh. Like he was really well, famous for doing that. I see what V was going for here. I think he looked good. He always looks good, though. Even with the blonde hair, I did think he, because his roots were showing. So I think that looked good. Yeah. I think his outfits looked good. I think that it's cute that he had his actual dog in the video. I don't really know what Yontan added to the video, but he was there. So that's nice, even though I don't like dogs. So I don't know why I'm saying that. I, I really think the highlight of the video was like the styling and costuming. Like, I really mm-hmm. think that that it gave the vibe of like, I'm such an art hoe, you know, even like the background dancers look like art hoes. They all like, no offense. They give like, I could be in a Sophia Coppola's movie about, you know, they give, I go to Burning Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just found out Burning Man, which is weird. I just found out Burning Man is not like a music festival where they like burn a, you know, wooden man, like the Vikings used to do. It's like, not that. I, I just they I'm do confused. they, they do burn wooden that, structures, but there's yeah, also the other parts of it that people go for. It's for people who like you know how there's two types of pretentious, right? There's like the pretentious like oh, I'm just so like free. You're 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 not free like me. Like there is those kind of people who are also mm-hmm. very wealthy and and white tech bros. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, yeah. whatever. So that's who. V had in his video um and of course it's not like I don't get why people are mad that this is not as popular as seven like seven is just it has a wider appeal like what are you talking about so apparently he used woodwinds not very familiar with that type of woodwind inch. instruments like clarinets yeah oh no. so that's that's the name of so that's like the umbrella term okay so I guess he used more, yeah. he might have used more than one I guess but yeah I don't 
I just feel like that instrument was a bit too sharp to use. I think he needed something a little bit smoother since it was such a like a chill song. Um, also, like the part at the end where they're all kind of like dancing, it was kind of weird with the jazz background. <laughs> like it was weird. Yeah, it seemed I like agree. we were dancing to another song that right. wasn't that. That wasn't that song, right? Like that was the part that was kind of strange <laughs> to me. But I mean, I do think it's different, and I'm always gonna be here for something that's different. And mm-hmm. I do like the sort of low fo like flow, low fi, low energy it is very lo-fi like it definitely like if you took the vocals off it's definitely like a you can study to this right and but once again i think his voice was his voice should have had more oomph than it did have it just the style though sorry it felt what i just don't think it like i i feel like okay if you're just gonna listen to the it for the instrumental that's great but if you're gonna sing on it i think you just need to have a little bit more energy like they could have put an ai in there and it would have not really made a difference like these these voice fit the song but his voice was too low energy like like you see the way that they were dancing to another song at the back end of the song like i feel like he should have been like i'm not saying he needed to out sing the, the music or anything like that but he sounded so dead inside <laughs> i was like are you sure you're gonna be dancing I feel like his style is that kind of coffee shop, like elevator, you know, he wants to be kind of almost like a, you know, like those smooth jazz um, singers, like from back in the day. No, I'm not talking about like a Billie Holiday or something. I'm talking about like, like the cat, like the lounge singers. I think that's V's vibe because a lot of the music that, that BTS has done for him, that is just for him, like a V solo. It's always that vibe. He just mm-hmm. loves that. And I agree with what you're saying. I, I, I think that it would, come off as a little forced though like if he did it the way it you're him? describing yeah. yes because he he i've heard like i think it's because i i have heard literally so much bts music and i used to be really really into the magne line specifically mm-hmm. i've just heard him try to sing different things and like it doesn't always you can work. almost tell he don't want to do it <laughs> I mean, like mm-hmm. like at, at least this he kind of seemed like he want to do it even if he's not the even if it, it doesn't like match what people kind of are expecting to hear with the instrumental, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I did hear his version of someone like me and I like an Adele song or someone like you, sorry. And I did not like it. So maybe, yeah. maybe that is maybe this. Okay. So here's the thing. I picked this song cause I thought this was like the title, but apparently he has like three or four songs from this album that have MVs. There are technically yeah. all titles. So, I mean, maybe, he has something else that's doing well and that's doing better and that's you know not making the girls get angry in the in the comments this one i'm pretty sure is like the main one though because i i've seen this on twitter like which is weird because i'm not even in that part of twitter usually okay okay yeah okay that was slow dancing okay let's listen to hasa's i love my body Okay, so she's Megan Trainer. All right, she just is. Right. Yeah. I mean, even the subject matter. You might as well just say it's all about that base, you know. <laughs> I like how they act like Plaza is like has all this ass and like is 
thick. Goddess. It's all back. It's all back. She's like, like wide hips. Yeah. But that's yeah. Because the thing is, actual girls with actual asses get made fun of and parodied and get told that they dance well only because they have that body. So. Did you just catch that with like, check out my tummy? Like, you're still skinny. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You have like a thigh gap. Like, <laughs> I'm happy. Wait, that's even clear. I'm happy that people feel comfortable in their body and proud of their bodies, but I think we should stop trying to redefine plus size to be basically skinny with curves. Like, that's right. crazy. The sad thing is, is in Korea, she has been defined as being some kind of weird plus size idol. That's the sad thing. I do feel like she, if she didn't feel like she was getting that type of response from Korea, they would have those lyrics in the song, you know? Yeah, this song would not even exist if she wasn't getting that, like, response. I do feel like this is the best wig I've ever seen on her. Yeah, Koreans are not known for their good wigs. Yeah. And then to, to fill out this MV with dancers who all seem like they're also very fit is very... Uh, it's disingenuous. It's a choice. I just, I just think that this whole mm. song is disingenuous. It is. Even May, at least Megan Trainer like got the point of Yeah, she was like a slightly bigger woman or a bigger woman. Also, I wanna say this real quick. I don't mean wig, I mean weave. Oh, oh, okay, that's different because the idol be wearing ugly weaves. Oh sorry, ugly wigs. But like their yeah. weaves their weave game is pretty okay. Any other comments on Hwasa that love my body? Crickets. <laughs> Wait, you should have uh, just be quiet because it would have been funnier. <laughs> Well, Ash, when you edit this, make sure that you extend it a little bit more. So Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the probably one of the most highly anticipated. Right. This, this is our debut, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Maybe had like, a year. release or something. So this is, yeah, NCT Risey with Get a Guitar. Who's and I'm sure what you guys- Stop saying NCT. You guys- Rise, not Risey. <laughs> you guys can argue all you want. This is an NCT subunit to me, and that's how I'm going to treat them. So Rise. Get a Do you hear what their fan base is going to be called? Isn't it The Sun or something? It's called like Suns or something. So Rise Suns. What does that sound like yeah. to you? I don't know. Sunrise? Like... The, rising, <laughs> the, rising, the Rising Sun? Oh my god, no. I just feel like that was a bad idea because somebody be saying that real fast one day and all of a sudden they're like pro Japanese Empire. I don't know. Like, I just feel like yeah, they should have got another group. That, ooh, okay, that jumped in very quickly unless it skipped. Stop holding instruments that you're never gonna play. I was about to say, act like they play these things. It is kind of weird to see like an NCT dressed and coded group singing right. such a like concept song. Isn't this what NCT Dream used to be? Yeah, but Dream hasn't been like this in years. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Also, people are saying this part sounds like TXT, and it does. People like and citizens are mad, but it does sound like a magic or nobles. Oh, magic. And that's okay. Or like yeah, a... nobles. You know? Yeah. I'm surprised 
surprised they went. It's okay because both of them sound like Jackson Five, so that's. I was about to say it's not like NCT. It's not like TXT created that sound. You know, like that's so funny. Right. (laughs) Propriety ship like over something that you didn't even create. It's so weird to me. Uh, Well, it's not so weird for NCT citizens to get mad. It's like they are copying something, but it's okay. They're all copying somebody. It's really weird though. There's so many members in the group, and nobody has stood out to me at all. Like, like they can, I feel like the the, 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 like, the selling point of this group is that they. Is he, if you really playing it, that's kind of I like that. Cool. But if you're not, yeah. then anyway, the selling point of this group is they can dance really well, right? And it's like, yeah, that's what NCT is known for. Like, right. You you will not convince people that this is not just NCT. You know. That's why I call them NCT Res. I mean, honestly, they could have put Mark in his MV, and I would have just—I wouldn't have blinked. You like, I'm not wrong with it. <laughs> I mean, they can dance. Not gonna go. Not gonna lie, they—they they do a good job of what the choreo they that they're really seeing. good. Yeah, at their choreo. Yeah. But then just make a dance crew. Yeah. Right. <laughs> This this strikes me as like a group where they had two members who were supposed to be with NCT and the rest of them were just really good NCT background dancers or EXO background dancers and they were like, let's just make a new group because the NCT thing is getting out of control. That's what it strikes me as. And the thing is, I didn't have a problem with the song. I don't have a problem no. with the guys. I think that no. they are all extremely talented at dancing. I feel like this was not the best song debut. either. Like, yeah like if you're gonna debut i want you to debut showing me what you're like showing me the skill that i go to idols for like like i don't know how to explain it but it's like i feel like too many idols lean or too many idol groups lean too heavily in the dance aspect of their debut when you should Mm -hmm. lean heavily on the vocal aspect because you're selling music not a dance group like you're not selling choreography so yeah and mm-hmm. if you wanted to highlight the dancer, you could have done it like Shiny did with Replay, where Taemin got his little dance break. Yeah. So like you, the you could highlight maybe of all time, but if of you... course, yeah. But you could like there's a way to highlight that you have dancers while also highlighting the fact that you made a singing group who have singers. Like I just yeah, it's just very it's especially since they are doing NCT Tokyo. And so they pulled those two guys from who I think are Japanese, right? Shotaro and Shotaro, and there's the other member, yeah. And they're are both Jap- Japanese. Who could have been in to- NCT Tokyo and put them in Rise only to put them in a repackaged NCT subunit with dancers. I'm very confused. But I mean, the song itself is not bad. It, it functions as it should. And so, I and guess it is very fine. different from besides like, like it is very different from what's going on in right now, but like. Right. You can hear the influences in there, like, and it's fine. And yeah, I'm interested in them, but I'm not so interested. That I'm about to like go and get to know them. I just feel like they do have potential because even though none of them actually like physically just solo stood out, right? I do feel like they do have something that a lot of boy groups that are like Nugu don't, which is important, right? Right. Right. All right. <laughs> next, next we have no, no. I'm talking about the wing girl. Next we uh, have okay. the the Yoso Paje Yoto. Let's go. By play uh, beat play v play v play v. no it's play just play v. V. Okay. just play it's gotta be a soloist right no it's the AI group 
Oh. If these little drawings start singing, I'm gonna be mad. Were those BT21 stickers? <laughs> okay, this is literally about this fake group of people struggling to reach their dreams. Yeah. Oh, they write their music. I mean, is it GP for a chat or whatever? Yeah, they do. They do be writing stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. They be writing stuff. They, they write their own music. They play instruments. Very talented. <laughs> also, when have you ever seen a K-pop boy? Who is this tall, this buff, this, like girl? This bees. I know. I was like, he's into the group. Okay. Don't okay, take these like BL boys and make them into K-pop boys. Stop it. <laughs> and it's also super unrealistic for them all to be attractive. Like we know. Never mind. Anyway, people about to clock me. So <laughs> I, I do want to say this though. Animation is very expensive and takes a very long time. Yeah. Even like anime animation. You know what I mean? So shout out to the animators in the world. You yeah. deserve respect. The animators and the people actually singing. Like shout out to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not I just don't get I don't know. Even if the models are like not great, like in terms of technical efficiency, they look good enough, you know? Right. I just can't accept a struggle story from a AI. It's what are you talking about? Like, girl, we worked so hard. With what? Like, what did you do that was like, what? This is so controversial. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like when we're talking about Huasa and her "I Love My Body" song, being like, I'm saying, I said this in, like, I, I just don't believe her. I, I don't believe that any, most of the song, even though it's a great right. Yeah, but and this is even worse. On this is like two frames per second, so they can't yeah. even pretend that they sing it. <laughs> wow. Okay. What is? I'm wondering what the significance of eight summer is. Maybe no. it's maybe this it's a summer in Kwangya. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Now that would be a mashup that I would love to see. This um, is stupid to me because what they gonna do? Go on Ikigayo and like they have over real humans. But they have been on on the music shows. What are you talking How? about? That? Like you've never they Plave has what absolutely in past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they literally have performed on music shows, music core, with some of their other songs. Here. Here. This is their stage on music core. I'm gonna put it in the Zencaster. I'll delete the older videos we already watched. <laughs> okay, okay. Music Core. They've been on the other one. Hold on. Let's see. Or maybe well, do they show core. like an animation or Yeah. Basically that's what they show you. Like the performance is on like the screen, I guess. If like, like a it, real like... human idol. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad all of a sudden. And not only that, like, if you watch it, the whole video, like, they make it try, like, they try to make it, like, super realistic, where they even have, like, fan cheers in it, and, like, um, heavy breathing at the end. That's really weird. I feel yeah. like, at a certain point, Koreans gotta ask themselves very important questions. You know what I do mean? Do they like, like people? Like... Do they like people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... 
the words that you're hearing are words of net, not, not human. <laughs> I'm saying like, I just, yeah. it's just not, I don't think it's fair at all. It's just like, of course, every time like a group where I feel like with humans, you're going to be way more critical, one, and then two, you're going to be like, you know, how do they look? And you're going to be looking to all kinds of stuff. How do they right. dance? Whereas, you you know, these little AIs, they're not even AI. It's just animation. Like, it's not even AI. That's the crazy part. Like, Right. It's, I it's, wish we would stop calling stuff AI. Right. It's totally, manu- like, manufactured in that sense. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. Well, this is the new Blackpink song. Because is I don't... Is this gonna... in English? I don't know. I haven't listened to it Because the, I noticed that, okay, they had an English song, right? Okay. It's called well, The Girls. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever make new music at this point. Now they got these little, these little chibis. The last one they did, Ready for Love, also had chibis. Yeah, but their chibis—they they they make too much money for their chibis to look this low budget. (laughs) Like I can't even tell you. I don't know which one is Jenny because I don't know. You could just tell, but. And then Rosie always gonna have that blonde hair, her poor scalp. And Lisa also usually has bangs. Even Jisoo Chibi is useless. That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe these are like motion capture. That would be funny if that was the case. <laughs> I would actually believe that because the energy these babies are giving is zero. Right. I wonder if they perform this live. The sad, the sad part is that the chorus is kind of cute and catchy. It's cute. The, it's just the music video is so fucking stupid. Like, okay, first of all, they're not doing that dance move. They're not bending <laughs> back and touching the floor. Like, I just don't see it. So, that got to be the most unrealistic part of this. <laughs> okay. Also, have you noticed that every single Blackpink song is the same song? Oh, absolutely. Since like, I'm not even talking about musically. I'm talking about lyrically. It's the same exact topic every time. Yeah. You no, know, I found this like there are white female rappers. Like, and this is the thing. Like, there are white rappers that didn't use the black scent. Oh, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Iggy Azalea does use the black scent. But what I'm saying it's possible to rap without it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even black people will rap <laughs> without <laughs> black sense. Right, right. But I should tell you something, you know. I'm just saying. At this point, I, I mean, that's, you know, I feel like that's literally the only way Lisa learned, you know what I mean? It's almost like, I used to think it was a choice. Now I'm like, she, like, it's like she's choosing not to learn another way, you know? Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's basically um, done. Okay. Yeah, Any thoughts? This is a waste of time. Let's go. Okay, so let's just get to like what we were all waiting for. Well, yeah, we were here for one reason. Baggy jeans. Let's go. It's like the Twitch corner. I don't even know what to say at this point. I need to get up and walk away. Uh, why did we decide to make a song about that? 
they literally will give NCT a collection of letters and be like, sing this shit. <laughs> this part is very 2000. I'm mad they did that to his eyebrows, though. But luckily, he didn't die back. Right. Okay. I just don't get the dripping the down the plate. Hold up, the drip, the disambiguate. What's going on with these bodies? <laughs> that is terrifying. Why would SM do that? <laughs> Their jeans are not even that baggy, though. Like they got in Soldier Soldier Boy's, you know, baggy jeans from like the, the, the actual 2000s. I really don't like those contacts on Mark either. I hate when any member of NCT wears contacts. The crazy thing is, is actual idols have done the challenge to this song. And I'm like, why would y'all indulge them like that? <laughs> you know why they do it for favors? Because then NCT members do their challenges. That's true. Jaehyun should have told them he too attractive for this. <laughs> Seventh sense. Like the seventh sense is still more of a fresh song than Baggy Jeans is. Oh, I put this on here just for the jokes, to be honest. Oh, I yeah, did. that's right, because people were like roasting her for wear, her having her flavor flav grill. She she she, was really, she really wants to be Gwen Stefani. Sorry. I was about to say she really was pulling the Gwen Stefani with this one. So this is the end of it. Any other thoughts on baggy jeans before we get to John Somi with gold, gold, gold? I mean, we all know. I feel like that's the thing that like really pisses me off about Insidious. Is like we all know that's a bad song. At least with Sticker, you can make arguments. You cannot right. make arguments with baggy jeans. <sighs> all right. So sometimes try they they do too, like we, too we we like when they do too much, but sometimes they really take it a step too far. <laughs> Sorry, let's let's get on this John Somi stuff. Okay. Don't you know that we even roasted Gwen Stefani when she did this shit? And Gwen Stefani had hit. You're not nearly as iconic, so she heard us saying somewhat positive stuff about the last song and decided that <laughs> it was time to like ruin her image again. Didn't Chris Stefani have like a no? It was Lady Gaga that had the stuffed animal dress. Somi just does whatever is trendy. Like her personality is. If this is a trend, I'm gonna do it. The sad part is, is she is Canadian. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want to say. It's just sad that she's Canadian. She definitely went to the like school of rap that Lisa subscribes to, which is not surprising since they're both under Teddy. If she was more seen as a white person, she would not be able to release this song. She would not get into this. You know what? Azalea, the internet would drag her through. Oh the my god, we should speak on that. Because the thing is, if Iggy is, is like, okay, first of all, that's her gang. Who is what? A whole bunch of Asian people in black. And then the hair. The hair? Okay, speak speak so on the fact that if she was like 100% a white person and not just a white passing, because she's clearly white passing, people would have so much to say about her appropriating black culture. But because she is, you know, in the Korean space, it's somewhat okay. 
I hate that her hair looks kind of like mine in that last scene. Is she 22? Yeah. Yeah. You need to stay away from hey. those. Mm. He could have fooled me. Really young. I thought she was clean in her 30s. Yeah. So that was John Somi. Teddy original. Bad. Like yeah. that was real bad. Yeah. Um. Well, if you stayed for all of that, guys, we have topics. <laughs> so the first topic that we are going to discuss is Sully, formerly of FX, now in heaven. Her latest project, Dear Jinri, is set to debut at Busan International Film Festival. And it contains the final moments and interviews of the late Sully, whose real name is Che Jin Lee. And it's being publicly screened for the first time at the 28th annual BIF. So I'm actually really interested to see what is going to be in this because it, it does include in-depth interviews that she had in 2019, right before she passed. So it's her last interview. And we know that Silly was doing a lot of really good work to change the mindset of Koreans based on her own experience and the things that she'd seen. So I do hope that if you are somewhere near Busan, or if you do decide to go to Biff, that you decide to take a look at that. I wouldn't mind watching it too and like doing it for this, the show. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, we like good news. I mean, obviously like the trash news is always going to get people talking, but I like talking about good news as well once in a while. So the next story is, oh, sorry. Did you guys have anything to add about Sully? No, Biff? just that okay. I would like to see it too. So yeah. Okay. So, Kiri, Lee Kiri, formerly from, what's that group called? Oh, shoot. What is that group called? Girls' Day. Oh, I don't know why I blinked. But formerly of Girls' Day. So she blasted Delta Airlines on Instagram because she had purchased a first class ticket. And then she, she said, I made my reservation one and a half months ago and even selected a seat in advance. But they downgraded me to economy class saying there were no first class seats available. And when she was like, WTF, which I think is really understandable, because it's like, you couldn't even put her in economy premium or business. You had to put her all the way down to economy. Like that is a big downgrade. She complained about it. And the airline told her to take the next flight if I didn't like the seat. And they did not give her a refund, which is the most important thing that you need to know about this situation. Mm. And she booked two seats. So both of those seats were downgraded. Wow. So she said, I wanted to say many things, but couldn't express them properly. At the moment, I thought I should have studied English harder. What an observed experience. You could be careful, everybody. Did so, say what airline she was on? Delta. Delta mm. Airlines. I've heard lots of issues with Delta recently. I just booked a flight with Delta. I'm hoping. Oh. <laughs> it's not crazy. I'm hoping it's not crazy. But yeah, that was... Like, as I said, okay, we know right now the airports are here miss. My sister, her flight was delayed, like, twice. So, like, there's a lot of shit going on with the airlines today. But to, I think the, like, my, what would get me the most pissed off about this whole situation is that they downgraded her all the way down to the bottom for two seats, mind you. And then they didn't give her a refund. So you're talking about, what, like, a $10,000 per seat seat? down to like what 1300 in the economy section and you're not gonna give me a refund 
let me tell you, I wouldn't be burning down planes at that point, like just straight burning planes. But, you know, and also too, I kind of felt really bad for her. Like the fact that she was like, I wanted to, you know, express myself, but I couldn't because there was an Eng- like a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought that was like the part that I, I, I kind of felt like my heart kind of broke a bit for her because like I, I, I don't really understand, like I've never really been in that experience because I am an English speaker and everybody, you know, treats English as like, you know, the main language of the planet. So I've never been in that experience, but like I have seen people, you know, struggle to sort of like communicate because of a language barrier. And when I did language exchange with a Korean person who was living in Calgary, she she was like, she she felt like kind of ashamed about like asking for things like in a grocery store even because of her like her limited English. And I'm like, but we're speaking to each other right now in English and I can understand everything you're saying. So if somebody has a problem with that, they're jerks. Yeah, that's another thing I've noticed. Like people that have pretty good English skills always think that they're not that good in English. Like a person I met in Japan was like, "Yeah, my English is not so good," and then he proceeded to translate between English and Japanese for for us for like the entire time we were at this bar. I was like, "Your English skills are way better than our Japanese skills." So I don't like know. that's the thing, right? Most like a lot of English speakers, especially over here, only speak English, and they don't even speak English that well. Like I'm gonna be real, real, <laughs> but they only speak one language. Whereas people who have English as like a second language that means they speak two languages or they speak multiple languages in Europe it's like normal to speak like French and Italian and Spanish and English like it's just German and German you know it's like something part of that though I will say okay Mm because I will say this I want to like in terms of speaking different languages I one I do find that like a lot of Americans also speak Spanish as like a Mm -hmm. foreign language or second language but I think a big part of why so many particularly like Americans I can't speak for Canada but Americans only speak English obviously one because it's like like the world language but two yeah also there is literally no need like in terms of like travel wise because in Europe you could drive for 20 minutes and you're in another country in in the United States, you drive for twenty minutes, you in the same neighborhood. You know, like I, I think that that does play a big role in it. Like if I lived in a place where I could just take a fifteen dollar flight to the next country and and do all kind of wonderful things, I think I would be more inclined to learn that other country's language. But if you live in a place where people literally go vacationing in other states, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like people go vacationing in Hawaii or Florida, California. Like people do that, whereas you're not going to in the UK, you're not going from like, you know, <laughs> Bradfordshire to like, <laughs> you know, London, <laughs> whatever. Like It's not a vacation. That's just like a, you know, you just going to do some business and you'll go back home. So like, I guess like my whole perspective in terms of like being monolingual, that that's one thing. But another thing is, is I agree that a lot of people who speak English as a second language or a foreign language really doubt their English skills like yeah. heavy and yeah. and it's like usually unwarranted like they usually have really good skills because yeah. they learn it from such a long young age but even like if it if they didn't have good skills or whatever like if it was actually to the point where they were incomprehensible right which has n- not been my experience to be honest but mm-hmm. if that is the case right it's like I think a lot of it too is like people just don't have confidence to speak their second or foreign language I feel like mm-hmm. unless you grew up literally bilingual like your parents speak both languages in the house yeah. most people like 
like like a Korean people learning French, which is actually weirdly really popular. Or you know, French actually, funnily enough, French people are the only people that I'm I've noticed like they just don't give a damn. They gonna speak French regardless. Like it don't matter who they talking to, they gonna speak French to you. They don't care. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, <laughs> my point is is <laughs> my point is 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 I feel like when it comes to having confidence in your second language, you have to, like, it comes with practice and speaking it often. Like, mm-hmm. me and Nat, we talked about this a while ago because Bam Bam went on that show in Thailand and it's like yes. an English room show. That show, was, yes. that show was really popular and a lot of, like, Thai um, actors go in there and then the guy, like, the host, he'll ask, like, what are your tips? And, like, the host always talks about people need to just be more comfortable with practicing because a lot of yes. people are just uncomfortable. Like, I get right. it because you you don't want to, at least if you are like a English speaking person learning other languages, particularly Japanese and Korean, I'm going to be honest with you, you are looked at as like a Korea boo or a weeaboo. And that that, right. that destroys your confidence. And then a lot of like Korean people, Thai people, people who are speaking English, they just, they just don't want to be perceived as like, I don't, I'm not good at it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right, right. Like, it, it's it is like a confidence okay. issue, like for the most part. Cause like I was, I've been learning Spanish slowly and I can't roll my R's. So I'm already like, I already know it's gonna sound weird, but you know, we move because it's fun and I enjoy it. (laughs) But also like, yeah, as you said, like when you're an English speaker, like, as I said, from our, like our perspective, most of the time we don't need to learn other languages because no matter what country you're in, they will have something, they have stuff in English to incise English speakers to come. When I was in Korea for two weeks, I did not need any Korean at all. Like, and when I did use it, people were like, oh, wow. And I was just like, I just said, hello. Like, what is even going on here? I wonder how much but, like, has changed since you've gone. Because I was talking to my friend yeah. about this and they were kind of like telling me like, yeah, people will still be appreciative and like stuff like that. But like, I think it's, in, at least in certain pockets of soul, it's like people are less like like you know 20 years ago it'd be like oh my god like like we just just thank you so much for like you know learning the language but now it's like becoming more of an expectation that you I think sorry to interrupt I think because no, I went in 2019 which is before pandemic everything like before k-pop and k-dramas really popped the way that mm-hmm. they have and we know that like Korea right now is really pushing for a lot of people to come there and live and work and stuff like that but also like we know that the, the trending numbers for visits to Seoul and places like that in, in Korea have increased dramatically since BTS and Squid Game and all of these things kind of really shook the world in some ways. So I say my experience is definitely like a pre-COVID kind of experience. So maybe that's also like what has changed a lot. And maybe maybe people are like less like that, even in smaller towns and, and villages and stuff like that in Korea at this point as well too because as you said like attitudes change there are a lot more tourists there a lot more foreigners living there working there you know they they get like youtube views and like they're they're popular in korea a lot more popular than they used to be you know so maybe that is the case and that's yeah i can see that being what has changed but in this regard we have we have another happy ending guys so delta did reach like put out a statement saying that they have they are processing her refunds and that they're gonna have somebody from customer service give her a call so yay yeah okay so unfortunately we do have to go into some not so good news 
So SM requests an investigation into some say saying that posted videos inside NCT Johnny's, sorry, in, NCT Jaehyun's room. And they're going to take some oh, legal shoot, action. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this person on Twitter who openly posted these video, like pictures and videos called Sunkiss, Re- Sunkiss Views. And I can, at, I can mention the app because it's literally in articles posted everywhere. Like this is not, this is somebody who probably did what they were doing. So I don't feel really bad about mentioning the at on here. Uh, so, and, and this is a, a his, an account or a person who has a long history of reported say-saying behavior of NCT, specifically of Jaehyun, and has posted old videos from inside their hotel room. And I mean, this article says seemingly crossed the line, but I would argue that they have absolutely crossed the line with not just violating the privacy of Jaehyun, but also to the extent that you're sharing it with people on the internet. So they posted a tweet with four videos, which seemed to be confirmed as legit as fans found pajamas worn by Jaehyun in, in official content at the same location. And when pressed for information, the fan clarified it was from 10 months ago, which fits the timeline of the official content and claims she got a key card from hashtag, like, not hashtag, sorry, from quotes them. I don't know who them is. But like, you know, say signs pay a lot of people for money for for things like this. Like it's just regular behavior. And as we said, like this is somebody who's been long known to have been doing this literally as far back as 2019. And some entity fans are saying that it goes back to 2017 as well, too. And like this person still posting shit with them, like of them, like literally a few weeks ago from when the story broke, they're still posting videos of them. So I'm kind of surprised as well too, like the person who wrote this article about them having access to the hotel room in such a way, in such a flagrant way. Because like, even though I know that Seisangs have access to, you know, rooms and um, airports and the airline seats and, and things like that, Normally, they keep it to themselves. Seisangs usually keep this this information to themselves because it's like a power thing, you know, like, and it's very possessive behavior. So I was kind of surprised that, like, this person was so open about sharing the stalking. You know what I mean? Like, that like, was that's the like, weird part to me. I almost feel like we need a different word for her because I do feel like the right. one key characteristic of Seisangs that makes them very different from typical stalkers is that they do have like personal relationships with the idols and because of that they are able to use the power that they have because of that like usually right the typical saucing is like very wealthy family and mm-hmm. is kind of sponsoring the idol like that's the power mm-hmm. dynamic whereas this girl she she does come from money but like not korean old money she is asian i don't know what kind of asian but she is asian but from what i can see she's asian american and she does seem to have money but it does it, it's not that same like korean chebol kind of like vibe going on and she does right. have access but her access comes almost in- exclusively from her at least from what i can see i'm like scrolling down her twitter and seeing what people are saying about her it seems to come exclusively from like her own like i hate to say it this way but ingenuity <laughs> i hate to say it uh, say but like it's not like she it doesn't seem like she's like paying for access or like in some cases too it's like these idols would have like messed with the girl like actually had like a romantic relationship that doesn't seem to be the case either so mm-hmm. 
I feel like she's doing it mostly for clout, but also I think she's just unapologetically obsessed with Jaehyun. Like she just is, and she doesn't care. Um, and like her tweets are extremely strange. Even the things she retweets, she's just weird. <laughs> like she's just very, yeah. very. This is just a person who I think is mental illness. Like not trying to be downplay mental illness, but this looks like that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just look at her Twitter. If you don't believe me, just look at her Twitter. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. would. Anybody who does this type of thing, I would assume has some form of, you know, issues. So I'm not surprised, but yeah, I hope that you know they're able to stop this because it must be really scary for Jaehyun to have his like personal space violated like that. So publicly I feel like well too. I, I want to speak on that part too because yeah. not to get like. <laughs> But basically, I'll just say this. It is a very, very terrifying feeling to feel like somebody has access to your space. And I'm not saying I know what Jaehyun's feeling. But, like, he's, from what from from what we could tell, he's human. I mean, I don't know. SM probably would pay some robots. But Jaehyun <laughs> is human, right? Like, so it's safe to assume that, like, yeah, like, he, he feels violated. But even if he didn't feel violated, this behavior should not be put on a pedestal and I feel like this this person like I don't know she needs some help for real for real like she really needs to be because she even the way like she responded to this is like I'm gonna like get my own lawyers and 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 da 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 and I'm like I guess like part of my question is like what does she think like how does she view herself right you know what I mean like what do you think you did to where you think you could even fight this at all where you're the victim now like that's right. the part that's really the most puzzling is like you are victim you you're victimizing yourself in this whole situation when like common sense dictates that you are not the victim you're the perpetrator so that is the most confusing part of it it's like what you think you're gonna get these people for what bullying you for something that you actually did and well and also she's also she also seems scrolling at her twitter just even more there's some homophobia in here because of course there is but that's a whole other thing but i also just feel like i want to make a comment on something you said earlier about like journalists and responsibility because i feel like the way when i saw this first reported people were like she somehow ended up in his room like you know it, it was like it wasn't even like written about as if she broke into his room and she like was a violent thug getting into his room it was like, oh no, she just found herself in his room. Not saying that that was this article, but like I have seen people write about it in that way. Like she just somehow found herself in there. And like, it was just like, you know, like she thought she would like, you know, she didn't know what she was like, almost taking agency away from her a little bit and and taking away the violence of her actions. Mm -hmm. And that, that is a whole multifaceted conversation that we can have on Patreon about like, why are we infantilizing this girl? Huh? (laughs) I think I know why, but, but it's like, that's weird to me so the people reporting on this need to take some some initiative as well as some to to be better be better about how you report stuff like this because this is a violent crime right Mm -hmm. right yeah i mean we don't know her and i would just uh, positively assume that she's violent as well so stay safe yo i mean okay i want to be clear like you don't when you break into somebody's place, what is what are you trying to do, right? When you break right. into a home or, or right. where somebody's staying, 
you either right. doing it because you absolutely are like on your last leg and you need to like break in to like get money or something valuable. No, she broke into this man's house to do to to do weird things and things that are like violative of his privacy. But also, she's clearly obsessed with him. And looking at her page, it seems to be a sexual way as well. I can that to me. I can't divorce those two things. That's, that feels, yeah, that's like, actually frightening. Yeah, like you were you were like were you hoping he was in there? Were you like what were you thinking? Because then that leads to the question of like I'm not, and I know you? some of this sounds like projecting, but it sounds like there's a high potential for certain types of violence to occur. Also, mm-hmm. too, I think it's really important to like think about if this the the genders were reversed, how this would oh, have yeah. been reported as well too, and mm-hmm. how people would be talking about it. Because I think that plays a big role in this as well, too. The fact that, like, you're talking about the articles that sort of infantilized it, like, oh, how did she get into this room? Whereas if it was the other way around, it would be, like, you know, broken and God knows who who was going to be done in patriarchy and patriarchy. And it's like, so what's the difference between that, you know, if a man had done it to a female idol and if a you know, w- with this situation where it's a, a woman who, like, seems very proud of, of her actions. Like, what? Like, it's scary either way. Like, either both both ways are bad, guys. Like, I think we need to discuss a lot of what I think. This is also for probably Patreon because I think it could get a little spicy. But I think in the K-pop space, people do not treat the way women talk about male idols the way that you know we we talk about female like the way that we talk about men who are fans of female idols so like i think that there's definitely a gendered issue in that regard because it's easy to say that men are this men are that and whatever and you know a lot of times you're right so i'm not here to argue about that but there are a lot of predatory women in these spaces that we don't talk about as much so i i definitely think that's another patreon conversation to have but anyways, let us get to the next story, which is about Rise. So NCT Rise, as I'm calling them, guys, I don't care. So Rise. Yeah, honestly, it honestly kind of roll off the tongue when you say it, but like, don't say it no more. Thank you. Sinkhyun, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sinkhyun apologizes for kissing a girl pre-debut. And Esteb is going to take legal action over leaks. So in what I can only call or say is a petty action, as soon as this man was, like, announced to be a member of Rise, these video, these these pictures automatically came on the internet. It's like somebody waited for him to debut to actually put them out there. And it's basically just old photos of, of Sinkhan um, kissing a girl, including one of them in a bed where they're both clothed. And so obviously, you know, in, in quote-unquote normal netizen behavior, they started asking for him to be removed from the group and saying bad things about him because he, how dare he kiss a girl as a debut, as a newly debuting idol. And yeah, he did issue an apology. But SM is not letting go of this man. So there have been some protest trucks, as you know. If you got a protest truck business in Korea, you be making money. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think this is so silly and ridiculous because he literally kissed a girl as a teenager and put it on the internet as a teenager. 
well, you know, like I just I, okay. We move. Like, what's next? <laughs> I guess it's like a non-story. It's. I mean, it's a story in the sense of like it, it. I will say this is one of the more extreme cases of boycotting, but like I don't know. I, I guess for me, it's like especially since he was a teenager when it happened. I'm just like okay. a child. Like I don't care unless I you were unless it was like a situation where he was somehow hurting the girl or a situation right. where there was some sort of like age gap that was inappropriate. Okay. But he committed no crimes. He's a teenager. Who cares? Move on. Move on. I, I will. I will add, like, to just to play devil's advocate, uh, with another perspective on this. How do you that, do that? How do you do that, Nat? Go ahead, show me. I would love to see it. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. You know that you're a trainee at a company and that you want to debut. Why would you openly put pictures of yourself doing something that you know people, whether or not, I'm not arguing if, if it's right for people to get angry about it, because I don't, I don't agree with that at all, to be honest. But if you know that your dream is to debut and you are very close to it, why would you not scrub your stuff like this from the internet? Or why would you even put it up there to begin with? Well, how old were you when the picture was taken? I have no idea. I'll be very okay. honest with you. I will say yeah. if he was under the age of like 17 or 16... Like, mm-hmm. probably under age of 16, teenagers do really stupid stuff. Like, really. Right. And I used to be, when I was closer in age to teenagers, I think I used to, like, like be a lot harder on them. But then I started to realize as I got older that, like, I think me and the people I hung around were just exceptionally, like, mature and wise. Because these days, now that I'm a little bit older, I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, teenagers are really dumb. Like they just be doing dumb stuff and they don't really realize it. Like they truly do not understand that it's dumb. Like, I think that I really think we have to take that into consideration that like Gen Z teenagers specifically, because obviously, you know, it was a lot different. No offense to y'all. It was a lot different when y'all are teenagers, right? You, you guys had way more, like, I feel interaction with the world in a certain type of way that changed your perspective on life like even as you grew up whereas these teenagers grew up like they they missed out on like two or three years of socialization like they don't even like I'm not trying to take away all agency from them but I would Mm -hmm. say like a, a good portion of people who are under the age of 21 are like literally not even like mentally they you know Tupac song Brenda got a baby and the song starts out Brenda's got a baby but Brenda's barely got a brain I feel that way about basically a lot of people under the age of 21, even people under the age of like, like 25 and under like 20, 20 to 25. I feel like they're questionable as well. So I feel like maybe I'm just being overly like sentimental about it, but I, or whatever the word is, but I just feel like I just have a hard time assigning him the responsibility of like, you shouldn't have done this because you knew what the consequences would be. Because even when teenagers know the consequences, half the time they just don't care. Because if the, if it's not affecting them right now, they just literally don't care. And I think, and I'm not saying that makes it better or worse. I'm just saying that I understand why back then he wouldn't have thought too much about it. But now that he's, right. I guess, like, what, 20 or whatever. Now he's like, oh, like, I should have, could have, would have, should have, right? Because he's old right. enough to understand that his actions have long-term consequences. So that was a very long-winded way of saying, I feel like 
Gen Z people, Gen Z teenager. Like when I say Gen Z, I, I'm not talking about y'all old Gen Z hoes, you know, like twenties Gen Z, like you know, early mid twenties. I'm talking about the ones who are like re- like teenagers, really, and kind of like you know, twenty fifteen to twenty, those type of Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. wrong with them. So we can't really put too much stock into their actions in the moment, unless it was something that like Gen Z hates, right? Gen Z hates stuff like, you know, all the phobias and isms. Gen Z yeah. hates those things, rightfully so. So if you do something that's like racist or homophobic, that's a lot different than if you do something that's very innocent, like taking a picture with your girlfriend. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I agree. Way. I agree. But I just, yeah. I just, no, you know, I love I you. Said, you like that that because it's a very, <laughs> even though you sound like a plum fool. <laughs> like that's the whole point you're supposed to sound right. like that because that's how their fans the, the people who are attacking this boy that's how they sound in my opinion yeah silly just just it's just very silly. silly yeah okay well the next topic so rm recently had a performance or sorry he was listening to frank ocean song bad religion and you know lyrically there's a part where he's talking to a Frank Ocean is talking to a cab driver who is a Muslim. And, you know, he does say like, is like Muslim Islamic words? No. Muslim, Arabic. Arabic. I don't know why my brain, okay. my, my brain was freezing. I'm like, you know, I was thinking Islamic, Muslim. And I was like, no, that's, those are not languages. You know what? I'm glad you didn't do that with something else. Cause girl, we would have been, right. but it's okay. okay. Yeah, we get you. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Arabic. And this pissed off some Muslims because, you know, Arabic <laughs> words. it's Arabic words. So they're like, that's Islamophobic. And the song's called Bad Religion. So clearly this is about Muslim Islam being a bad religion. What were, what were the Arabic like, words? Sorry. It was, I mean, I, it's. No, I mean, surely there's a translation. No. Okay. Yeah. So he said, okay, what does this mean? Hold on. What does mean? And it means a phrase meaning God is most great. So it's like used in prayers and a general declaration of faith or thanksgiving. Okay, continue. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. I was just curious. Yeah, no. So that's what the phrase was. And basically, as I said, people were really upset about it. And they were saying that Frank Ocean was race was Islamophobic and RM was Islamophobic. Yeah. And people were just like, if you pull the song up in Genius and you look at the lyrics, you'll see that the song is not actually about any religion. It's a metaphor, which maybe was not taught in school. You know, a lot of kids being left behind these days. <laughs> and... <laughs> the bad religion is a relationship you know as as most of frank ocean's music is it's about relationships guys like about being gay y'all or by okay, yeah. i should say bisexual it's about the man yeah. being bisexual y'all stop it yeah and being in bad relationships you know like swim good like that's what a lot of these songs are about okay so people are just like what are you even talking about it's like you know where you know people who are so on the left that they come around to the right. We were just talking about that. that. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yes, but that's exactly what this is a case of. You're so so gearing up to be oppressed that you 
then kind of repeat. Well, it's like, it's not good for Aniston and Jamie Foxx, right? Like, oh God, yeah. Like you yeah. don't know what you are talking about, so and you instead of getting educated, you just project, right? Yeah. You just project, and so we had the situation, and RM went on a live stream on Weverse. Oh shoot, they still use Weverse, okay. Uh, and because people were telling him to apologize, and he said, "Guys, I know what you're talking about. You keep telling me that I insulted a religion. I didn't. There was no intention or purpose to insult a religion. I respect every religion and belief. That's all I can say. Please don't. I know what's going on in my Instagram. I see it, but I never. There was no such purpose. I didn't even have one percent of my heart to intend. Okay, I think it's not a real translation. To intend to insult any religion, guys. This is a song. I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying. I have my own soul. I am 30 years old. I can express my thought, my true thoughts." Please, these words are words. It is what it is. Please believe my words for myself, not just guessing, pretending, assuming. Okay. And so, okay, I just I, can I make a comment real quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I am not apologizing. So funny because it's like, yeah, you don't really apologize, do you? Like, he, at least right. to his his mm-hmm. mo. So I was about to say, like, generally, I do want this man to apologize about things, but this is one part, one situation where I'm like, don't apologize because you did not do anything wrong. He literally, like, the song is literally, it starts with taxi driver. So, like, what are you even talking about? But the song is not about him being in love with the taxi driver. It's about unrequited love. And it says, to me, it's nothing but a one-man cult. In cyanide in my styrofoam cup, I can never make him love me, never make him love me, love me, love me, blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's literally, that is the bad religion. He's not- literally, it's like, it's like the, because, okay, for if it's not clear right but enough by that it's just like when people get in a relationship sometimes they can overly idealize a person to the point where it's like that is that they become your religion like you worship them that's what he's talking about and i don't understand how you can like even the apparent lyrics that were said in arabic such a positive like people just say that in arabic you know it's very positive right right Right. so it's it, the whole thing is really silly. You do and, nothing these days, like for real. Yeah, you you breathe. So I'm like, oh, you're breathing too hard. I'm offended. Like what? You breathe. What? Like that's assault against dead people. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> uh, they don't get to breathe. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't know. It, it just be like, if you get offended by that, you need to be offended. Like you know what I mean? Like you're just a person that like deserves the offense. Right, right. And once again, I do feel like a lot of people be out here, and it's the same people who tell black people, who get, try to gaslight black people about actually like racist things, who try to, who then turn around and be like, I'm going to choose to be offended about this because you mentioned something that is in my culture and you shouldn't have. Like, what? So you want to like black people, cultural appropriation ain't real. You say a couple words right. in Arabic, all of a sudden, <laughs> you're, you're insulting an entire religion. Like, it's just, the whole thing's crazy to me, but not surprising at all. So, <sighs> yes. Okay, no. so the next... I, the wait, next could I is- just say one more thing? I just want to be clear that yeah. I'm not... We are not saying that you, that these guys have never done anything or they, you, they're they not capable of it or... We're, I know people not. will take that because that's just how the internet is. They will take anything we say and they'll try to make it, you know... Or when I say, like, you deserve the offense, I'm not talking about Muslim people. I was talking about, in my example, with, like, people getting offended that you're breathing even though they're dead people. <laughs> that was what I was talking about. But I, I just want to be very clear. Like, a lot of these idols have been hella Islamophobic. 
that's what you need to call out. You know what I mean? Like call it, it's okay to call it out, but call it when it's actually happening and not like some, something like this, that it's just not happening. It's not happening. Like, come on. Yeah. And also too, like, it's, I think it just makes it harder when people get like, choose to be offended over things that are not offensive then it just makes it harder for people to actually be upset about things that are actually offensive mm-hmm. because you got all this this nonsense like running like running around and people like trending and going on to his in his weavers and talking about apologize apologize even though people like actually like even muslim people were like so reading comprehension 101 guys like this doesn't make sense right it, it's 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 just crazy to me but the next topic it's not even really a topic it's just something that's also even crazier okay so hybe had like an are you next announcement kind of thing with hybe and belief lab and belief belief lab i think is who does who manages new jeans i think let me double check ash's job to be double checking <laughs> belief so actually that seems to have been Okay, so they were the ones who did like in Hypen. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So their groups and 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 Hypen was also created through that reality show as well too. So there you go. Anyway, so their new group is called Isle It. Ill It. I mean, it, it's spelled I apostrophe L L dash I T. I'm not here to do math. <laughs> <laughs> so I only mentioned it because this, this has to be one of the dumbest names I've ever heard. Like, I thought Kepler was dumb, you know, whatever. But this has to be the dumbest name I've ever heard. And it's supposed, the, their group name is derived from the phrase, I will be it. So that's why it's called I'll it, ill it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let us know how to pronounce that, guys. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. I, I mean, I just wanted to mention it because of that, because it was stupid. The next story. Mm, let's see. Mamamoo Hwasa is reported to police by the Student Parent Association over supposed indecency. So, on July 10th, the Songdong Police Station in Seoul stated that they received a complaint against Hwasa for public indecency from the the full name of this organization here is student parents human rights protection solidarity and that the investigation is under progress it is reported that the student parents and human rights protection solidarity accused hwasa of causing discomfort to viewers and claimed that hwasa caused the public to feel shame by making a gesture that is out of the performance's context so the context is basically she had her legs open while she's performing. She licked her fingers and she, you know, rubbed, lightly rubbed, graced certain areas of her body. And people just felt that they were uncomfortable about that. Um, so it's kind of like the riot situation. Uh, but... I wonder if, because I know she's performed like. Look, where did she perform? Okay, so it was at a festival in Korea. Um, so it was at Sungkyung Kwan University, where when, you assume everyone's going to be an adult. 
okay. Uh, well, because my question kind of is, is like, because there are festivals and concerts where it's like clearly 18 plus is like the, right. like it'll literally say on the ticket, this is like 18 plus event. Right. And I don't know how the, the university like festival circuit works if they do say that because uh, like you just assume that if you're at a university festival, you're in the university. That's what you assume. But I don't know if they actually make like the, the event promoters and things like that, if they ever actually make it very official that it has to be people who are like 18 or 19 plus, depending on like the events. I don't know if they make it strict enough that only adults can be here. Cause if that is the case, then this is stupid. But the fact that the matter that the police are, are actually actively investigating it and P nation has, a, you know, acknowledged the fact that they're investigating it. It makes me think that, maybe there were not safeguards in place and that anybody at any age could have been at this festival. And I'm not saying that Hwasa then shouldn't have done that because I feel like if you've ever seen Hwasa or Mama Moon perform, you're going to see something that's going to be, you know, not safe for work sometimes. I think, what's her name from the group? Solar, Luri does, like, she pole dances in a music video. And I think when they were on one of their tours, she they brought a pole and she was pole dancing. So it's not like, too out of reach for you to assume that this might be a little on the raunchier side, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it another stupid, like, you know, situation like the risey one? Or do you think that like this could actually get legs and go somewhere? I don't think, I mean, I would be very surprised if she actually got in trouble, but I think it's still stupid that, she is being like it seems like she's being targeted is this whole like you know we are you know the indecency police and you shouldn't be you know because in general Hwasa's whole thing is that she's sexy and she's a bit sexier than the average like idle female sort of thing because remember that like one piece like latex red outfit she wore on stage that time it was like really high cut and everything and people were like oh my gosh you know so that's kind of like her thing is like I'm gonna be more sexual than most people I don't know I mean I feel like she's oh go ahead no go ahead go ahead oh no I just feel like that that's kind of her thing that you know I feel like people didn't know her like should know like that that's her thing at this point yeah i feel like it's weirdly hypocritical too just because it's like we've seen so many things like from idols like maybe not as direct as that but like in terms of and i guess you could also get away with saying oh it's not really the idols they're stylists but like i've seen parts of people's bodies that like should always be left to the imagination like if you're a performer you know what i mean unless like you perform porn then okay whatever but if you were just like on the stage like you know and then people don't say anything people actually really like that especially when they're dressed like schoolgirls or something like that but then she does something that's kind of like taking control of that process and then they get upset with her that's crazy to me um mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I do think that there's a time and place, right? Like, I'm not going to sit up here and say that, like, it's always okay to do stuff like that because there is a time and place. But, like, given the details that I have about this performance, I feel like, okay, like, you know, may, like, if you, if that was, like, 
you got you got male idols who literally hump the ground who like right I, um, videos of ats and like old videos of got seven it felt like they were like literally penetrating me through the screen you know what i mean like it, it, it male idols can just do so many things in terms of taking control of their sexualities grabbing their their ball yeah. and whatnot not and shaking yeah. it and, and doing all this that and the other and like she does like I see male idols do so simulate sex so much that it's crazy that a woman simulates masturbating and she's and she gets thrown under fire like that. I just right. and she wasn't that. even and it wasn't even like a long ass thing. Like it's more of a like she was like she did it for like a couple of seconds and then that was it. So it, it, I mean, God said full on have sex with the floor for like ten minutes at their fan meets. <laughs> And I can guarantee you, God, God Seven fans was not all over eighteen. Right. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just being honest with you. Right. No, I agree. I'm really interested to see how this goes, especially because you know we've been talking a lot, you know, in general about like rising conservatism in Korea, and that is like a, a real power base, you know, at this point. So this could be a story that could gain legs, you know, just because of the people who are now in control of you know certain certain powers and it's going to be unfortunate if she does become like a victim of that so we'll see so the next couple of stories are just like more about korea and and you know it's for our listeners who want to go to korea because these are good things so eight and ten foreigner sorry eight and ten foreign residents satisfied with life in korea so it's sad, basically, they had a survey in 2022 aimed at analyzing the quality of life in Korea. And it said that 40.8% of the respondents said they were extremely satisfied with life in Korea, while another 39.6% responded that they were a little satisfied. Meanwhile, nearly one of every five foreign residents of Korea has experienced discrimination in the midst of an increase in the foreign population. And it said that basically 25,000 foreign residents, which is like 19.7%, sorry, 19.7% of the 25,000 foreign residents responded that they had faced discrimination in the previous year. And the level of discrimination was minor in general, with 37.6% of the respondents saying they experienced discrimination at stores, restaurants, and banks. Another 34.1% said they experienced discrimination at workplaces, while another 32.2% picked streets and neighbors, neighborhoods. Sorry. Of those who faced discrimination, 58% cited their foreign nationality as the main cause, followed by their Korean language skills with 27.9% and their appearances with 8.3%. And so it said about 43.4% mentioned the language barrier while 27.8% pick loneliness and when discussing difficulties in settling in Korea. And I will say that I know a lot of people who have lived in Korea or live in Korea and whatever, and a lot of them do cite loneliness as a major factor in why they leave, you know, either earlier than they wanted to or as soon as their contract's up. So that is definitely something that I hear a lot about. And the number of foreign nationals staying care for three months or longer received, reached sorry, 1.75 million in 2022. That is a lot of people staying for three months or more, um, which is up 6.2% or 102,379 from a year earlier. And so this is like 
to offset the steep decline in Korea's total population. We know like we've been sort of reporting about how Korea is trying to get as many foreigners there as possible because their own foreign their own population is in a decline. And so another story that kind of links to that is that visa fee waivers unveiled to attract Chinese tourists. So the government announced that they have a set of measures to attract Chinese tourists to Korea, including an electronic visa fee waiver and duty-free shopping tax refund for group travelers from China. In addition, it will make efforts towards improving quality of travel by developing high-value tourism products at reasonable prices and preventing overcharging and high-pressure sales within the industry. So if you guys remember, China had a ban on group tours to Korea that was lifted, it says last month, but this article came out, oh, it came out in September. So literally it was just lifted in August. And and this ban was on for more than six years of economic sanctions in retaliation against Korea's deployments of a, a U.S. terminal high altitude area defense known as THAAD, which is an anti-missile system, basically. Uh, but China has always kind of ranked really high. And so Korea needs to lure 1.5 million more Chinese tourists this year to achieve a goal that they have set for themselves uh, for tourism. So yeah, guys, if you want to live in Korea, eight out of 10 foreigners say that they're satisfied. And if you're from China, it looks like they're, um, I mean, that's just to summarize, they're going to like increase flights, not just to like the big airports like Incheon and Gumpo, but also to like smaller air, like airports that are like Daegu and Gimhae so that they can increase like more than double, it looks like the, the cost and sorry, the availability of flights from China. Okay. So actually, actually, if you're traveling from, if you're going to China, you can go to visit Korea, it seems like quite easily and quite cheaper, like quite cheaply. So that might be like an incentive if you do want to do like East Asia in that sense. But yes. Yeah, no. So I have a couple comments about this. I think one of them is like, I wish in the study, you might have mentioned it, I might have not heard it, but I wonder if they could like break that down by like country, like where you're visiting from and how satisfied you feel as well as what you do for work or what you do like are you a student are you because I would assume like for example students would probably like have a much like more like a much better time than like working people number one because you don't have to work (laughs) and then number two also because like the work culture in Korea is a lot different from especially if you're coming from like a western country Um, And also, like, if you're, like, a Black English teacher, for example, how different is your experience than, like, a white student, right? Or, like, even, like, another Asian student, right? Um, So I think that's all very interesting to think about. And I'm not saying that those facts aren't true. I'm sure people are super satisfied. But I do wonder how much are people trying to be satisfied as well? (laughs) Because I just kind of have a hard time believing that within the span of a couple years, suddenly, like, Korean people are just a lot more like welcoming of with open arms of people of all different types of backgrounds, particularly Chinese people, just because there's so much tension between those two cultures, Um, especially with the way that I've seen netizens and even Korean people in my own life talk about Chinese tourists in Korea. It's like, you don't, you do not want to hear the things that they say. (laughs) Uh, I've heard a lot of, people from different countries talk about Chinese Chinese tourists. Yeah, like Australia as well. That's like a place where I hear a lot of negative things about Chinese tourists. 
Yes. And I'm not saying anything one way or the other. I'm just saying that like, I just have a hard time believing that that belief system completely changed in like a couple years. I think right. obviously it's a, it's a strategic move by the government and also the idea that people are having better times there, but are still also super lonely. It's like, yeah, you're having a good time because Seoul is a big city. Like it's, it's like going to London or New York or, or, you know, what, what's some other big, I don't know, Toronto, you know, it's, it's a big city. So there's a lot to do, but then in terms of like how, open are people to you for example i hear a lot like in tokyo it doesn't really matter not even not tokyo but like i guess like cities that are still big in like osaka you know big cities in japan that there's mm-hmm. not as many foreigners there is still like a huge anti-foreign it doesn't matter you could be any foreigner japanese people just don't want to deal with you because you don't speak japanese and i feel like that it, that takes a long time to overcome like you know what i mean like I just, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just hesitant and skeptical and I just don't want to be like, oh, you know, people who are not ethnically Korean or Japanese go travel to Korea in droves. You know, I'm, I'm just skeptical of like telling people that with this idea that they're going to live like some sort of dream life because, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying they're going to have a bad time either. Cause I just don't think that that's necessarily true either. I don't think everybody's just going to straight up be miserable and experience xenophobia. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like anytime things happen too quickly, I, I question it, especially when I'm hearing things from like my anecdotal experiences. Um, especially when I know for a fact that like, even if you look at the statistics, even Korean people are having a hard time, specifically women in the poor um, and the elderly. Like, it's just like, and I say that applying that type of logic to any situation, like not just to Korea. Like if all of a sudden there was a bunch of good press about going to, I don't know, Saudi Arabia, I will be, or Afghanistan, I will have like a lot of questions. You know what I mean? Like Afghanistan is Taliban control. Like it, Taliban is an antagonistic force in ter- and, and women's rights are basically non-existent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying Korea is similar to Afghanistan at all, but my point is, is like any country that has like a PR reversal that quickly, there's a lot of questions I have. It makes you wonder too, like the people that they asked this question, it's also like how long have these people been there? You know, because, you know, it's being there a few months is way different from someone that's been there for a few years. And, you know, a lot of people are there for different reasons as well. You know, you have people that come there to work. You have people that just up and decide, oh, I just want to move to Korea because I watch K-dramas and it looks like it would be a fun place to live. I mean, there's lots of different reasons. And did it say, Nat, like where the, the information was like from? Like, so it says it was done through stats, like, a, hold on, let me pull up the article again. So this came from Korea Times that actually had the article up. Mm-hmm. And Statistics Korea were the ones to do it. So I'm on Seoul's website right now. And it looks like classifications were like, for nationality, were like Chinese, Asian, and British slash American. So that looks like what they considered the not the foreigners in this thing and there was something else that i thought that was interesting so 
it all it also said something about how let's see so in 2022 the rate of discrimination that still residing foreigners experienced was 38.1 percent which is a drastic decrease of 15 percent because it was actually 53.1 percent in 2020 and there was despite the difficulties foreigners faced while living in an unfamiliar city of seoul the foreigners living in the area were happier than its citizens over half of the foreign residents living in Seoul wished to continue to reside in the city, which is 56.3%, and recommended a life in Seoul, which is 57.1%. But also, it mentioned that there were they foreigners living in Seoul expressed that they live in Seoul rather than they live in Korea. So they might see Seoul as like a world apart of Korea. Yes. I mean, so their feelings on Korea as a whole are going to be very different. But also, I think the nationality thing was kind of weird to me because it says Chinese, Asian... And then British America, American. Chinese and Asian were separate? Yes. That is really weird because I feel like one thing about like my perception of this, and it could be wrong, right? But my perception is like a lot of, at least from my personal experiences, like in higher education, for example, a lot of Chinese like permanent residents or people who come from China who are like here for longer periods of time are extremely wealthy. Like they come from a lot of money, like money that you cannot fathom. And I, and Mm -hmm. I really do feel like stuff like that shapes your experience. If you have access because you have money, that's going to shape your experience. And I'm not, and, and that's with any culture. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to seem like I'm too down on it because I do believe that people have good experiences and they are report well they're reporting these good experiences i just feel like it's a it's not it's it's probably not painting a good picture for like like most people like i think that this is probably painting a picture for a specific type of person that they want to have there as well yeah like the whole british slash american thing too like like which is that can mean so many things, but we know what it means. You know, like, right. like it can mean so many things. It, like, you can be British and be Asian, like in terms of ethnic, ethnically, right? Like, you can be, right? You can be American, or, or like, you know, sometimes if you American, if you can't Canadian, they say you American. So it, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Yeah, no. This, like, I would like to actually see the raw data. Yes. And I also want to see why, because that's that's actually what I was looking for. Like I was looking for like a PDF, you know, breakdown of the actual data, but I couldn't find it. And so like the closest thing I found was this thing on like the Seoul Metropolitan website, which obviously is also going to be used as propaganda. So like (laughs) that's not surprising that that's the information that they have there too. It's just, I just don't see a logical reason for you to have China, like people who are Chinese separate from other people who are from other Asian countries. I just don't, that doesn't make sense to me. So as we're still talking about what's going on in Korea, classrooms close as teachers rally to to demand, sorry, more protection at work. So tens of thousands of teachers took to the streets for the first time on a school day to demand restoration of authority because there's been a lot of suicides recently, not a lot, but like more, one is more than enough guys in, in terms of teachers who were being bullied basically by students and also by parents. And so holding pickets, reading a day to pause public education, tens of thousands of teachers participated in rallies held in different locations across the country, leaving their classrooms behind despite governmental warnings and disciplinary action. 
Sparked by the death of a 23-year-old primary school teacher in Seoul who took her life in July, teachers have been holding rallies all weekend. And so Monday's rally marks a historic moment in South Korea, as it was the first time that teachers without any affiliation to politically oriented educator groups came together for collective action. One thing you want to know about me, the way that you're passionate about that, that stuff we were just talking about, I am very pro-union. No, no, no. I think one thing about me, not to just take <laughs> over and be the main character. <laughs> Continue. I'm not going to take it. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're very pro-union. Just throwing that out there, guys. So I I'm the collective really bargaining, honey. Okay. I do. I, and I think especially now where greed is just tenfold tenfold 20 fold listen our newspaper one of our newspapers they're all they're all shit guys but for once they did their fucking job and they put together an article comparing the prices of groceries at the dollar store dollar and a shout out to the big grocery chains and these difference of prices are all like three dollars you know and plus for the same freaking shout outs to canada for still having actual dollar stores let me tell you, Dollarama ain't been a dollar in a long time. I mean, there are a lot of things in that store that are like, they have now two, three, and four dollar stickers. So there's a lot of things in that store that are not a dollar, okay? But they still do have quite a fair amount of things that are under a dollar that you can get at Dollarama. But, and here's the thing. People keep saying like, oh, well, Dollarama doesn't have butchers. They don't have this. They don't have that. I'm like, okay, so they don't have meat stores because they're a dollar store. I get it. But also, Dollarama has some very expensive real estate in the city of Toronto. And not just that, but they be like two or three, like I can walk to three Dollaramas in my neighborhood alone. So you can't say that it's location that is rising up the cost that like, we know what it is. It's greed. The Weston family, who I'm calling out, yes, make what, a million dollars a day? Who the fuck needs to make a million dollars a day? Mm. And this is after, like, this all happened basically after the pandemic, okay? Talking about, oh, well, we had to raise prices because we gave all of our employees this COVID pay. But I, last I checked, they removed the COVID pay and they did not, you know, do anything to increase the living wage that they were paying these people. And COVID still exists. So it's not like COVID just went away. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. Anyways, so the teachers' demonstrations prompted some schools to shut down temporarily as many educators simultaneously took a leave of absence. A total of 37 schools nationwide, with Seoul having the highest number at 11, were closed on the day. Eight schools, I mean, they just do a breakdown. It's fine. So as the teachers' rallies left students and parents confused, the Seoul Metropolitan, sorry, the Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education dispatched nearly 900 education personnel to help understaffed schools continue their activities. Parent volunteers also turned up at schools to help with the operations and support teachers in taking the day off for the strike. So in the early morning, hundreds of incumbent teachers, retirees, and their supporters gathered in Seoul to pay tribute to the late teacher who grappled with a high volume of work and parental complaints. And so this, there was actually another story of another teacher that did commit suicide as well. I think it happened right before right after this because it's not mentioned in this article mm. so it, it it seems like it still continues to be a, an issue in korea and once again you know we're a podcast that does focus on k-pop but we do like to talk about things happening in korea both because we know that a lot of people who listen to us want to go to korea want to live in korea you know 
and you guys should definitely have a full picture of the country that you you know are interested in it's just i mean common sense to me but it's just important to know what you're getting yourself into especially if you want to be a teacher in korea which is the gateway for so many people i don't know actually as much anymore but that used to be like the only gateway for a lot of people to get to korea was to be there as an english teacher mm -hmm. so it's really important for you to see the things that you are dealing with and some of the issues is basically teachers are calling for more feasible measures in amending a child welfare act clause allowing teachers to discipline students without being so susceptible to child abuse claims by parents so once a teacher is accused of child abuse the accused teacher cannot return until cleared of the abuse allegation and he or she is replaced with a substitute teacher. And the, so basically the government has been both pleading with and warning teachers, rolling out new, new class policies to guarantee teachers are now able to remove disruptive students from their classes and confiscate their, their phones and requiring parents to schedule meetings to talk to the teacher. Despite the ongoing policy changes, teachers have consistently been raising their voices in pent up anger, according to observers who also refer to two more teachers who took their lives over the weekend. So that does mention it. So it's not about teachers wanting to beat their kids, beat these students, like it still happens in some countries. It's just them wanting to be able to do their job and not be bullied and also to have reasonable work. So I support the teachers in Korea and hopefully they are going to be able to do something about the situation sooner than later so that we don't have more people losing their lives just because of the stress of their jobs. I mean, they should definitely not be you know, want to lose their lives over other things as well, too. But just surviving should not be so hard to manage, is all I'm saying. But yes, any other opinions on this? Mm -mm. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. There's something in this article that just made me laugh, but I, I probably get it. I'll tell you guys later. Anyways, <laughs> that is the topics for today. We hope that you enjoyed this and our V watch because there were a lot of them. And honestly, this episode is long enough, guys. So we are now mm -hmm. at our featured Just segment. And oh yes. We are going to do featured on a group called Cardi. So Cardi is a five-member project, co-ed rock band formed through JTBC's audition show Super Band 2. The group ended in third place on the show and we are going to listen to their MV called Watch Out and two of their performances. One was at the 36 Golden Disc Awards, so it seems like they're quite popular. Everybody's in the watch together? Yes. So we will start with Watch Out. The aesthetic of this video is like a Japanese like crime noir. Mm-hmm. Like old boy, right? Yeah, like old, well, old boy's Korean, but... <laughs> like, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, sorry. Like I, I always thought it was Japanese. You remember Tame okay. from years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Tame should have won a, an Oscar for that. Wait, so was that girl a member, or is she just like an actress in the music video? She's a, I think she's a, the lead singer for this group. Okay. Because I thought it was weird the camera focused on her for so much, but then... This feels almost how, like, what's that kind of music? Like, Florence and the Machine, like... Oh, okay. Well, not, it doesn't feel like that, but it feels how Florence and the Machine feels in comparison to pop music. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a really kind of good uh, hybrid, in some sense. It was very art. -y. Like, Florence does pop. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's, it's pop, but it's like... 
artistic. Right. I want to see that instrument that one guy's playing, the string one. Is that not the Aguchi? I have no idea. I, seen I have seen a, like a live performance of that when I took a Korean class. I think it's Gucci, and the reason why I think that okay, that's probably not what it is actually. He's playing it with a stick, but it sounds like a Gucci because it reminds me of Grandmaster Demonic Cultivation, and La Wanji played one. Hmm. But I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Who knows? Okay. Well. Okay. So that was Watch Out. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was groovy. I liked watching the MV to be honest. Like I thought that was one of the more interesting aspects of it, mm -hmm. but it was a good song. And you're right, it is more like, oh, it is a gomango. Yeah, it's, you, did you say it was a gomango? No. Gomango? Oh, well that's the position, the in instrument that he was playing, yeah. But I liked it, it was, it was like pop, but not, you know what kind of remind me of? Not quite in the same way, but that what, like, Jack White, and his group, what was it? Seven Nations Army was the name of the song, but I can't remember the name of the group. But also to that, that's not my name. That's not my yeah, name. Yeah, they yeah, call yeah. me Stacey. Like, I can't remember the name of that group. Let's see, that's not my name. The Ting Tings, that's yeah. what it kind of remind me of. Yeah. yeah, it's that kind of music. It's hard to really categorize that music because it's not quite like, you know, oh, alternative indie rock. It's not that. Right, It's also right. not straight up mainstream pop. Right, exactly. The White Stripes, that's who I was thinking mm -hmm. of. But yeah, that's kind of like the sound that I was experiencing with the visuals, of course. Ash, what did you think? Um, I liked it okay. It's not really my type of music, but I always appreciate like bands and, you know, for their creativity and their music musical skills, of course. So yeah, it wasn't bad. Well, the next one's going to be really interesting because they did like an official cover of Kara's When I Move. And When I Move is like the comeback song that they dropped like last year. I thought they were going to rock it up a little bit more, but I guess not. Oh, so he just plays that instrument. Okay. I didn't know if that was just for that song, but they made it a part of their band. Mm -hmm. It feels like they want a Paramore vibe. Obviously, Paramore is its own thing, but... Right. I don't know why I was thinking it was going to be, like, a more rock version of it, but this is, like, clearly a pop grit, like, pop focus. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's funky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She has a very unique voice, too, that I feel like, and a unique look, so it's kind of... I think part of why... One, I don't know why this is classified as K-pop, but if it is, I don't know Any, why. Anybody who does any like music in Korean is it's just most, for the most part classified as K-pop. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, as long as you don't do K-hip-hop, then you're K-hip-hop. This is the most K-pop part of the song. <laughs> Move your body. That was the very Japanese shit change up style of it right yeah maybe that's what i'm thinking of then maybe it's like there's something about j-rock where it all it feels like pop music you know yeah they know about. the japanese are masters are crafting something that's uniquely theirs but also sort of like this amalgamation of other things mm -hmm. it's just like 
like they make it they combine these things but they put it through a japanese lens i think that's the example and that's why like j-rock and k-rock are not similar mm -hmm. you know what i mean because mm -hmm. j-rock is its own beast mm -hmm. it's very interesting i wish i could listen to some i kind of like the song a little bit but i think more than liking the song i think i like the performance i think that I feel like they feel like actual musicians, probably because they are, right. but they don't feel like I mean, a company yeah. threw them. Well, a company probably threw them together, but they don't feel like a company threw you together and you are just this product that we are selling. It feels like these are people who actually want to play, perform music and not just be rich and pretty, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. I agree. And here is another cover that they did. I, I figured I would do some of these covers because these are songs that we might recognize. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's fine. This is Thunderous by Stray Kids. Let's reserve judgment to the end, but I do want to say that let's remember that the point of the future segment is to give these people spotlights and note if we feel like they need notes. Right. It's crazy how they can incorporate his instrument into any song. And you can still hear right. it. You know, like, they're not hiding it. Right. Ever since Rush Hour, those little dancing dragons have always scared the shit out of me. <laughs> they are <laughs> terrifying. Rush Hour! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Stray Kids should be embarrassed. <laughs> Another group should not be able to steal your song like this and make it theirs. I, they did a good job. Yeah. So yeah, what did we think of Cardi, guys? I think that, like... Oh. Hmm? Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say that their fans are called Cardians. Very so creative. I think that they should literally just like do Stray Kids covers. Like, I really feel like they elevated Stray Kids music. Like, I would have never listened and like been like, oh, this actually sounds like a song if it was Stray Kids. But when they did it, I was like, oh, this sounds like a real song. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Not necessarily up my alley, but like it did sound like music. No offense, Stray Kids. <laughs> I don't know if you can say stuff like that and then be like, no offense, because, you know. The offense is already taken. But the point is, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have no notes on them. They seem, they cannot have just debuted because they seem very polished. And they have a lot of energy and stage presence, which I feel like those are our typical critiques of the people that we do on feature is like those groups tend to not have a lot of like, they, they don't have that experience yet. But this group seems very experienced. Right. No, I agree. I like them. I thought... I, at first, I was like, I guess because the lead singer, the female lead singer, looked a lot like Jimin from After AOA. School. I was expecting, no, AOA. I was expecting her voice to be, like, unique like that, which is kind of low-key, kind of annoying sometimes. But she sings really well, and she was pulling off the notes that I wasn't sure she was going to pull off. And once again, that the player like did a really really good job and as you said i like that they incorporated the this you know instrument in that we don't see a lot of but it didn't take over the song like though it wasn't like so highlight you know sometimes they just highlight certain certain instruments just to highlight to be like oh we're different we're unique no it's like we can do anything we can play any song from any genre from any era and we're going to use these instruments that you see here and we're going to make it our own and i like that i appreciated that so yeah I am interested to see like what they do for soundtracks specifically like webtoons anime and dramas because I feel like that would be like a really good place for them mm -hmm. to like make music Ash what did you think 
yeah, I agree with everything you said. I I like them. I especially like their covers. Like they, like I like the lead singer. She was able to sing them well, and they, like you said, they put their own spin on them. And I don't even remember what that Stray Kids song even originally sounded like. But the way they did it, like you know, it sounded like it was their song. You know, it wasn't like a Stray Kids song being, you know, taken and like covered by someone else. It, it seemed more like it was their like original, you know, track. So yeah, I I think they're talented. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, let us know what you think about Cardi. Let us know if you have any songs from them that you recommend or tell us what you think after you've checked them out. But yes, that has been the episode, guys. We hope that you enjoy and that you had a good time. Let us know if you have any comments, questions, concerns. You can reach us at uh, Soji Chronicles. Oh, my God. You can reach us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com or nyanetizens on Twitter or notyouraveragenetizens on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, answer our poll. I was just going to say that. Any shout outs before we go? Shout out to Mark. Shout out to, and I'm leaving that purposely ambiguous because there's a lot of Marks that could refer to. I'm going <laughs> to just let you figure out who it is. Shout outs to us. <laughs> We've been here all fucking day. I'm hungry. Right. Shout out to us. Me too. And, and really just, you know, shout out to the people who stick in through, you know, we, we, we always say we try and we really do be trying. So shout outs to everybody sticking Sticking in there, staying in there, staying in there. That's the actual word. And I want to shout out to New. Every time I, I have to say this, every time I shout out to somebody, they do something problematic. But shout out to New. He just been looking so cute lately. And it's not the New y'all thinking about, probably. <laughs> it's a Thai actor. He been looking so good lately. Actually, we if you if you are listening to our Patreon and you're watching us watch the Warp Effect, y'all know who I'm talking about. So shout out to New. He's filming the new Cherry Magic, which was a Japanese drama, but it's about to be a Thai drama. And I'm so excited for that in Tay as well, but mostly New because I just, I don't know. I've been falling for him lately. And shout out to the Black American teenager whose name is Coco Goff. Coco Goff. Who is like the youngest teenage or youngest person since Serena to win yes. a Grand Slam, the Grand Slam at the US Open. Just amazing talent. Talented, incredible. She deserves it. And we stay. That's it. Let's just say she was down a set and she came, she pulled through. She said, Sablanca, no, <laughs> not today. So good for Coco. I was there live and I, I'm very, very happy and proud of her. You oh, were there? What do you mean? I mean, I mean, I wasn't there. I was, I, was I was there in spirit. Okay. Honestly, the New York, the US Open is probably like, it's like out of the force, my third favorite, to be quite honest. But <laughs> I was there in spirit. Okay. I was there in spirit. But, anyways, as I was saying, what was I saying? I can't even remember. Anyways, Ash, any shout outs? <laughs> um, no shout outs, just shout outs to this podcast and shout outs to our patrons. Yes. Shout out to our patrons. We do our best, guys. It's, <laughs> they've been, it's been trying times, okay? I'm just going to throw it out there. It's been trying times, but we do our best. We try to come together and weekly, 
to provide content for you as well. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can for $3 a month. Obviously, you know, we're not forcing anybody to do anything they don't want to do. But if you have it and you would like to support us as a small black owned business, please do. Or <laughs> just comment, like, and share our content yes. so that people can find us. And for me, for shout out, shout out to you guys. You guys being our listeners, of course, for the support. Shout out to Jimin and Ash because we have been here all day, guys. Shout out to the One Piece live action and everybody who's been trying to tell me to like, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I just, honestly, I got locked out of my, my I just want to shout out like, to the gum gum oh, fruit. God, shout out to the gum gum fruit specific in particular. Yeah. Sorry. I just okay. think that's a cute that's name that. for like, I don't know. It's just so cute. The gum gum fruit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> shout out to everybody who's watched a lot the one piece live action and who has told me that they loved it or liked it you know and it made them interested in one piece i have not watched it i got locked out of netflix and i keep forgetting to get back in so that's I, i've just been lazy i'm just being honest guys uh but i'm gonna watch it and we're definitely gonna talk about it so that's gonna be fun and we're gonna our we're gonna pump up our uh, patreon it's a promise. We're going to include some video game stuff as well, too. You know, we love our games and more album reviews as well, too. And in terms of shout outs, uh, shout out to me for being almost finished Naruto because I did not expect for it to happen because I just don't think it's very good. So I am very proud of myself for being near the finish line shout out also to the cast of the real has come i never thought i would fall in love with a 50 episode weekend korean drama and here i am sad that it has come to an end actually has come to an end today today's the last episode i'm very sad so shout out to the cast of the real has come and baby hano because she is the cutest baby on the planet but yeah that's it we hope you have a good time and always 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 remember to smile have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.